Welcome back to Docking Bay 3-5. I'm your host, Vinny. And I am your co-host, Sharon. Ha 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 So everybody, um, I apologize. You may be wondering, where where have we been? I, I, yeah, where have we been, Vinny? Where haven't we been? JK, there's nobody's going anywhere. We've been at home. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going places, sort of. As in, I did a lot of moving today. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about all of the things that we've done in like the past couple of months. So I think the last episode that we did, you were p- partially moved in. Partially. Yeah. Like By partially, you mean I still had a lot of stuff back in my parents' house. And I was like, oh, snap. Well, well more, more of it was, was that you were working... At a job that required you, or you were working at a job in which you were, where you were essentially not working but still being paid, and then right. suddenly you were brought back to. Thank to you. Shout out to the city of San Jose for um, being there and basically paying me to sit on my butt and learn how to three D print. Well, um, but only for so long. And so we thought that that arrangement would just be going on for indefinitely. But you ended up going back to work pretty soon. And so you had to report back to San Jose. So you were doing like this uh, commute every every week. Of right. And then I lost my ID at the airport. And we're like, maybe we should cool things off. And maybe I should just live in one place until I find a job. Yeah, and then you found a job. And I have a job, but now that job is frozen. Uh, uh, the excitement federal, of COVID. The excitement of the federal government. It, it's not so much that it's frozen, it's just that uh, the federal gov- government takes a very long time for you to... I mean, it takes a very long time to do a lot of things. A that's, lot of things. That's not why. Yeah? Yeah. Um, well, other than that, I'm not really, really doing anything. Just kidding. Uh, so much has happened in the last few months that has just been kept keeping us both from like not recording. And uh, you might notice, like, hey, the show's changed. Do we sound better? Do we do? Uh, do you feel the dulcet sounds of our voices? Hello. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> um. I spent way too much money on getting a soundboard for us to sound better as well as mics. Our sound setup is actually pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. I'm very proud of this setup that we've made together. Yeah. Um. So when you when you bought all of this stuff, um, it was sort of shortly after you had to go back to San Jose. Um, and so... I, I just saw all these box like these piles of boxes, and I was just like, man, what, what is this nonsense? Like... But I we don't need this. But but now that everything is like together, honestly, I'm really blown away. It, it looks so professional. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, I dabble in the sound engineering. Um, who knew? <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a roadcaster. Um, I shelled out the money. Uh, you're welcome, Guitar Center and Road. Now stop sending me emails unless it's you're willing to sponsor our show. That'd be cool. Yeah, guitar center <laughs> sponsor our show. Yeah, um, yeah, they're even sending us mail. They found where we live now because they've delivered so much audio equipment. <sighs> ah, the the beauties of having two Lucasfilm credits on IBM. Just kidding. <laughs> they're just they're just like we need him. We need him. We need Finney. Yeah. Um. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's been a long time coming, but we saw back. Yeah, we're back. Um. And and I think that it was good for us to take a break, not just because it was sort of a logistical nightmare. Um, with with you moving in and out, but uh, also because it gave us uh some time to actually think about the format of our podcast. Um. Indubitably. Yeah. 
I always imagined this, or I never imagined this podcast, blah, 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 this podcast to be anything but chill conversations between me and Sharon and guest. Um, <laughs> I, I loved where we were going I, with the direction as far as reviewing episodes. That's cool. We haven't given up on that. We love Star Wars. Star Wars is a huge part of our lives. I wouldn't have met Sharon without Star Wars. Um, but I didn't feel I had the freedom to do what I want to do, and that's talk about life and stuff. Life and stuff. Because, well, I may be 27, I've lived a life, and it's good to get things off of your chest, I suppose. So... Yeah, like, um, Hear me out. Okay. This is an ever-evolving podcast. We aren't, we aren't done talking about Star Wars. We will talk about Star Wars, but... This is our show. Not yours, bitch. Mama. Oh. Mama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I... Um, yeah, and I think... I think... Uh, I think that we're going to start doing a couple of episodes that are just going to be about uh, whatever we want. And we hope that you still stick around to listen to us talk, even if it's not always about um, Star Wars. And and if anything, it might give us um, a lot more freedom to just um, express ourselves. Because at, at this point, I mean, there there are just... Uh, an absurd amount of people reacting to things on podcasts anyways that we might as well just be ourselves. Yeah, and I mean, it would also give us a chance to, like, focus on the parts of Star Wars we truly enjoy because whew, some of those Clone Wars episodes just, wow, they weren't the best, especially you, Cad Bane. You're not the best. <laughs> Even though we had a great guest for that one. Oh yes. Yeah, I mean, and um, yeah, and I and I feel like um, yeah, I definitely felt like a total broken record at times, like because yeah, we, we could only make fun of plunk droids and B one battle mix so many times <laughs> before it gets old. But I love them, and they talk like this. Oh no! Yeah, and um. I feel like we're the way that we're talking about it sounds like we're t we're talking about like an ex that we insist that we're still friends with. We are still friends. <laughs> we are still friends. <laughs> roger, Roger. You're like I don't think we'll ever not be friends with Star Wars. Like we flirted with Star Wars. We've led Star Wars. Um, you're currently still leading Star Wars. Congratulations on not. Um, Not being ran against. Uh, if anybody in the San Diego area wants to join Star Wars uh, Saber Guild and wants to be the Jedi Temple LCC, please let me know and I will immediately hand over the position regardless of qualifications. I don't like Sam. Just because I, uh, I, as much as I, I love um, being in Saber Guild and how much fun that is. Um, uh, space Take paperwork. a break. Yeah, space paperwork is. We've been doing space paperwork for the better part of five years now. I know. I started my break. I think you deserve one. Definitely. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a long-winded way of saying um today's episode's about moving yeah moving changes um ch 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 changes <laughs> yeah. um yeah and and sort of talking about ourselves um about it like and and i think um I, this is this just feels like a super big deal um in our relationship um, because we've been in a long distance relationship for so long. So long. I know. And it's just like, we've always lived either on the good graces of my family uh, or your family, which in theory we still are, uh, bless you and Jung. Um, 
Onye, if you will. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is absolutely great because, like, I live here now in SoCal, in the room where it happens, you know? Maybe one day, uh, George Lucas will be like, I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, he picks you in a crowd of, uh, Mandos. I don't know. Like Apparently, they shoot in a train yard not too far from here, maybe an hour and a half, hour 20 from our house. Yeah, like Man- Mandalorian is happening right now. I know. Well, Mandalorian's been happening since a while ago. Not a while ago, like not a super long time ago, but I hear that they're going to start shooting Obi-Wan Pratt in the same location. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think that a couple of people that I know that are in productions are starting. Um, like it seems like Hollywood is slowly opening back up and that... Um, while things aren't back to full capacity that they're they're starting to film on locations again yeah i mean that's the cool thing with uh that new um what do they call it that round the thing the volume right like it doesn't take a lot of crewmates to get that going the crew members are there to like maybe program it but i don't know but the problem with the volume though is that like um uh like, a lot of COVID procedures nowadays seem to be procedures that are based off of, um, like, air ventilation. Um, and and I can't imagine that being in such an enclosed space with, like, a select group of people, even if you're testing regularly, um, how, how, like, the procedures and the clearance would work for that. Like, um especially if like they have so much energy going into those giant led screens like if there's even room to like also have like air purifiers on the same grid you know what i mean yeah i guess i I, don't know i know i know what you're saying where like are they actually like taking the time to like think about stuff like air circulation but they are in the middle of a big studio but then like you're right. The volume does like is surrounded by screens. You're just in the middle of a screen. Yeah, but you're in an enclosed space with like a whole crew of people. I mean, that's why like they don't even trust like you to eat inside of a restaurant anymore. You know? Right. Well, that might have been like maybe that's something Pedro Pascal was like angry at Disney for was like pushing people back into like acting. I still don't know if that. I mean, rumor jo- is true. True, but we all know. It's confirmed by the G-Man himself, George Lucas, that Disney is a bunch of white slavers. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, George Lucas was like notorious for coming out and being like, I don't want to accept this award from Disney. They're nothing but white slavers. Oh, because of the way that they treat their employees. Yep. And the way they pay them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wouldn't put it past maybe, like, the highest paid actor on the payroll, I assume, to, like, step up, like, uh, a la Tony Stark, a la Robert Downey, to p- jump in and be like, hey, this is kind of, uh, kind of... I don't know, but I, I, I'm I still very confused by all these Pedro Pascal. I don't know if, uh, in, in case the listeners aren't aware, um, there's rumors that Pedro Pascal um, quits... Uh, production or quit during the middle of production um in i guess season two of the mandalorian and they basically said um that he was pit like there were like these allegations that he was pissed about like not being like in the suit all the time and wanting more screen time in the suit um but but it seems totally unfounded it doesn't seem like disney is even willing to entertain the the rumors at all and isn't commenting whatsoever um and yeah i just i don't believe it i don't want to believe it either because i really enjoy pedro pascal like as a person because he's out there protesting but at the same time like how can you be out there protesting and then like not want to shoot star wars I don't know. I believe the Mandalorian has a message to say as far as what a Mandalorian is and what we need to start acting like as people. Um, And I would love to see 
Pedro Pascal not leave the show because he can't leave. But Vinny, he just got here. Vinny, listen to me. Listen. I love you. Don't, don't leave me. <laughs> listen, Vinny, listen to me. I don't think he's leaving. Nobody's saying that he's leaving. I think besides like fans that kind of want drama or think that Pedro is like this diva of a movie star you know what i mean like he he knew from the start um like i mean like he he was so humble that he didn't even think that he was mandalorian when john favreau had him and was showing all the parts of his uh um like all like the the concept of the mandalorian he's just like oh am i gonna be the droid and to think that like in like literally a season over that he would and, and, like, sort of going into the process and always acknowledging the stunt people that were in the suit um, and then and, and never concealing that and always being upfront about the collaborative work that they're doing. Um, and then for him to 180 from that just doesn't... I, I think yeah, it's more it willful. Yeah, it, I think it's more willful of the... of, of people wanting to think that... Uh, having a certain image of what like a movie star or a leading actor would be yeah and you can't trust any of those sites to actually have any like actual factual facts about things because it's mostly just they're spewing nonsense at some points and it's like wait so they're gonna have the entire rebel cast now and the entire clone wars cast is jesse the clone coming back too (laughs) you know yeah I don't know. I I can't wait for the Mandalorian. We'll probably we've rewatched it recently. We're going to probably do it again um, because the show's amazing. Yeah, I, I, um, it's crazy to think that literally in like a couple of weeks we're going to have more episodes. We're going to be at a wedding, and then I assume there's going to be like a post wedding Mandalorian like watch. A socially distanced, very small attended wedding in a park. In a park. Yes. No, no, no reception afterwards. Actually, that's what it said on the back. The reception will be a Disney Plus watch party of the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, we could group watch. It's an option. Yeah, group watch. The newest feature of Disney Plus. Uh, I wish we could convince Paul to open up for a small soiree, but at the same time, we're gonna want to get Paul into trouble at seven stars. Yeah, and also that that um it it sort of sucks for any restaurants. Uh, so Paul is the owner of Seven Stars, which is a San Jose um bar and grill that is completely Star Wars themed. It's totally decked out in all these action figures. They do karaoke nights on Fridays. It's very nice. Um, I I don't know what their status is. Um, at currently locked down. Um, like, I don't know if they're Last open for, like, DoorDash delivery or... Uh, oh, no, they stopped that, too. They're mm, completely shut down. That's rough. It but, is very rough. But, um, yeah, it in it sucks because that, that bar... I, I love that bar so much, and I've had great memories there. And, um, like, I wonder, though, like, for spaces that don't have... Because they have a tiny parking lot that they share with, like, three other restaurants... Right. And like the other side of the building is just the street. Um, and it's like a major highway. So I can't imagine that it would be easy for them to do like a outdoor dining situation in the way that some other places have been able. Yeah, it sucks. Like just down the street, though, it gets a little slower. Mm-hmm. And like there are restaurants that are open. Yeah. It just that just sucks where the location is that it they're unable to open up. Even if they wanted to. Mm. Anyways, this is all to say, moving is hard. Moving is hard. Transitions are hard. I like how we tried to like talk about um, like ourselves, and we ended up just talking about the Mandalorian for like. Oops. Yeah. See, we love Star Wars. See, this just happens. We're just having a conversation with one page of notes in front of us. Everybody, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, and um. Yeah, and if anything, I I hope you, uh, I hope that you're receptive to us trying to figure things out and feel things out. Um, and yeah, I honestly, to to be quite honest, I'm like so distracted by all the beautiful lights on this soundboard. I I don't know what you're doing, but it's really cool. What have I done?
<laughs> I spent way too much money. That's what I did. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so uh, full disclosure, I was like, Vinny, how could you spend like $500? Like the nagging wife kind of way. Um, but honestly, now that I see it, all I see are the lights. And I'm like, oh, this, this is worth $500. We sound so beautiful. We only tested this like five seconds ago, so I'm still like enamored. And yeah, I'm still trying to get used to it too. Like, what does this button do? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Is that oh. Django Fett? Oh god! Oh no! See, oh. we're still getting used to this. Anyways, moving is hard. Um, this isn't the first time we've actually had to like help each other move. Um, this is possibly the third time. Fourth. Fourth time. Cause um. Yeah, so uh, Vinny and I met, and and maybe we mentioned this before, but Vinny and I met um, while I was in school at UC Berkeley. Um, And so at the time when we started dating, um, I was living in in an apartment there um, in Berkeley, and we would just try and make it work between Berkeley and San Jose, which is about, like, what, three hours? And honey, did I make it work? You so me I um <laughs> as as somebody who was a college student and had no sense of like transportation and time because I just like sort of fell asleep or studied on the BART. Um, I did I never appreciated like the work that you went through to sit through all that traffic and to drive like up the one eighty like especially that late and at then night. back. Back when there was actual traffic pre-COVID. Yeah. No, I, now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, you really, you really like saw something in me or like you really liked me because uh, I, really I would loved not you. do that for just anybody. Yeah. You, I wouldn't even do My that My truck for loved me, you too. Sister. I put a lot of miles on that truck. I know. <laughs> oh. It was literally the least, least thing I could do because I've written the BART system and I'm just like... Oh, that's that guy's gonna just spark up that oh, right here in the train. All right, gonna show up the whatever I'm doing really then, high. No, okay, <laughs> stop. Okay, as much as the only pain that I, the only qualm I have about the bar is that it, um, that it it just closes, like it doesn't run late into the night. Um, but but it does run late into the night. No, no, no. But like it, the last train does leave at twelve in the morning from Fremont. Yeah, but as a as a college student at the time, like that that was like twelve at noon for all I for my right for time my didn't school. exist for you. I remember your schedule. You you you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had to like work. I started my first job at seven thirty. I ended my last job at one a.m. And so it it was like a pain. But I uh, this all to say I I um I don't understand your qualms about the bar because I think that. The strange mystical They're not actual space. qualms. There's not. They're just like I didn't feel safe. Like we were. But that's the excitement. I know. I know it's exciting, but I was like, "What do you have? Any? Do you have a gun? Do you? Do you have like a knife?" And you were like, "I have this pepper spray," and you showed it to me, and it was super expired. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, I never had to use pepper spray. And I'm really thankful that you never had to. Just, like, I have, I I know people who've been mugged. Like, I come from east side San Jose. I moved to the heart of Silicon Valley, I suppose, downtown San Jose, across from the 280. I've seen some stuff, and I didn't feel safe, so that's why I drove you. Yeah, okay, whatever. But thank you. Thank you for driving me and being my personal driver. Well, um, not only did I drive you back and forth between Berkeley and San Jose, I helped you move. Yes. Um, yeah. So the first time, so so we so we sort of made it work. And then at the end in 2016, I graduated and I couldn't find a job in the Bay. And so what ended up happening is that I had to move back down south um, with my parents <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You don't want to talk about the Berkeley apartment and the yeah. 3 a.m. move? Y- yes. So I timed our move out date really terribly. Like the lease, I think, expired like sort of immediately after finals. And I think my last final was like the latest final on Friday at 6 p.m. 
And so what ended up happening was, is that like, I was still sort of studying and cramming for like my last test of, of the school year. Yeah. Cause you were a student and you, <laughs> yeah. And, and still, and still working. And what ended up happening was, is that I just got super rushed and realized like, okay, great. Like I, I finished my last test. I was like, awesome. I'm, I'm what else had happened is your roommate had moved out early yes and had she always did has... nothing to help with the cleaning process okay to be fair to tina um my um honestly one of the best roommates i had in college and the only roommate i had in college um because as as a, a testament to how good she was as as a person to live with um she did so much for the apartment uh but but yeah it, it's just um but yeah, she moved out early, and so a lot of the things, um, like all the deep cleaning that we had to do to get the security deposit back, um, she couldn't do because I was still living in the yeah, space. Yeah, you were alone for a few months, and I was like, can I just live here? And you're like, no, I'm trying to move out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, um, okay, I, mean, I don't remember that, but... Honestly, I don't even remember how the timeline worked because that doesn't make sense that she moved out months. I think she only worked. It wasn't like, months. It was like a few weeks before you did. But yeah. it was like I went in and I was like, it doesn't look like anybody's clean since you moved into this house. And that's true because I'm disgusting. I Oh, my God. And then my Latina mom came out. I whipped out the pine saw and cleaned the out of that house. <laughs> Yeah, you taught me, like, I didn't know. Honestly, I don't know. How do I say this? I'm, like, the third child and, like, the youngest by, like, 16 years. So I, I don't think I ever really learned how to clean. And I'm coming from such a place of privilege. Meanwhile, you're the first child. And, like, I think... in. And I think you take I a lot of pride. I was indoctrinated with cleaning the house at the age, prime age of four. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was, I was either, I don't remember how old I was. It's just my parents telling me the story. I, might, I was probably younger than four, but I had accidentally used the bread to get to the snacks. And then they woke up the next morning. And I was like, why is there a footprint in the bed? And then from there, they made me wash the dishes. Sort Wait, of. What? I had to help wash the dishes because I, I stepped understand. on the bread. You stepped on I the thought, bread? I thought if I could use this bread, I just need to get up to there. But the step stool's already down there. Oh, so you so tried was, to step on the bread? Yeah, because my it. little child brain was like... That's a step stool? That I could step on that. So you step... That's about the same height as a step stool, and it'd be perfect height for me to get up to the snacks. And, and this is all taking place at like twelve in the morning. I had to do dishes afterwards as a punishment. Oh, so that's when I started cleaning. So I as just a punishment? as a punishment. That's not a great way to frame cleaning. At all. I don't know. Is that why you you do it with such vigor and resentment? Yes, all the time. <laughs> I also did it for money for the city of Santa Clara for five years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You cleaned the bathroom so good. Oh yeah, I you remember. Pride so, so you know how people are walking around with like PPE, like suits sometimes, uh -huh. and like they have the duct tape gloves and stuff, right, inside and out. Yeah, to themselves and to the suit. Mm -hmm. I had to do that for a kindergarten once with the city of Santa Clara. Why was it disgusting? Oh my god! Apparently, their kids were spreading foot to mouth disease, and I don't know what the f I don't know what the I don't know what that is. What What is that? A foot-to-mouth disease? Yeah, what is a foot-to-mouth disease? Like, maybe they got, like, bunions on their lips? I, the, I have I'm, no I'm clue. Not, but these kids were, like, messing up the kindergarten so much to the point where they ha I had to put on a hazmat it was suit. Like an it, was a pan it was, like, an epidemic level. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to, it was locked the down. The whole park got shut down. We had to like scrub every piece, and then I was just so happy not to have this foot and mouth disease <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, uh, Justin and I, uh, it just came up on my timeline. Uh, it's like a memory, and I was like, look at it's Justin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Well. Yeah. So in in any case, I'm also glad that you didn't get any foot to mouth or any kind of venereal disease in. Yeah. Well, how the, the my how the how 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 did these kids like get this like foot to mouth disease in a kindergarten? Oh, I mean, it's a kindergarten. I I'm honestly not surprised because they have no. Oh no! Sense I had to clean that place every day from that point. Where it was just like bleach. And like Clorox, every surfix. Back when Clorox was just readily available. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Just buy it off. There's like twelve on the shelf. Oh, I'll just take one for the kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one whole Clorox thing that you <laughs> usually spend in a month for the kin for one day at the kindergarten. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, and and so I guess with with all of that background you just went in guns blazing into my apartment into your apartment i was just like we're getting that security deposit back yeah but the timeline for that was so painful because we really only i only gave myself a day to clean and i don't even think you like were there to help me clean you were just there to pick me up yeah i was just there to pick you up and i was like we are not leaving this place like this (laughs) as i looked around every inch of the house i was like we can't have my families are my my mom and dad they have a property where they rent and if it was in that same like ooh, uh, if it was in that same condition my parents would have a a fit if you will and i felt that fit from like the landowner and i was like i got to do something and then we went to safeway got like the okayest of the cleaners and we proceeded to clean the living out of that place. Yeah, I remember, like, I, you, you were, I, I remember you, like, um, you were, like, looking at how I was cleaning the place, like, like, I just let you in, and, like, I, you saw me, like, clean, like, a, a countertop, and you're like, what are you using? Like, we can't use this, and I'm just like, huh? And, like, you go out <laughs> of your way to like buy this thing and you're just like this is what we use and it's like this industrial strength bleach or whatever and i'm just like mm, okay and uh at least we got most of the stains of the tile and we got our security deposit which i was so surprised by the full amount you're welcome oh, yeah uh, anyways that was the berkeley move that was the, berkeley the san jose moves where the juicy tea comes in not really what? it was more like the san jose move where we had to like move from San Jose and then into your parents' house. And then from your parents' house, you moved in with your sister. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, 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 yes. So we caravaned down from San Jose to um, Los Angeles County um, where my parents were. Um, and that was really tearful and, and you were very sad. Um, it was so sad. I'm sorry we couldn't make it work out. Actually, no, that first time it was because, I don't know, you couldn't find a job in time and you felt there were more job opportunities in the Los Angeles area. Well, more like I I just was so af- afraid of everything um, and, and realizing that like the security blanket of, of being a student was like sort of pulled out from under me and not The veil really was lifted. Yeah, and, and not not having a lot of confidence and not... Um, hearing back to the few jobs that I did apply to, it was it was just really hard, and I think I was also just recovering from going to Berkeley and not really being prepared for it as a student, and not and only realizing sort of at the end what I what what I um, like what I should have been prioritizing there. It is unavoidable. Yeah. <laughs> it is your destiny. Yeah. I don't I don't know how else to say it. It was just like this weird journey you went through and I watched you go through it and glad we I was there to like I don't know, not console you, just to be there. Like yeah. I'm just glad I was there. Yeah, and I'm I was I was glad to have you and to have um just somebody else that was outside of that bubble. But but regardless it I just I didn't find a job in time and couldn't really like justify uh I mean cuz the timeline was literally like um you had your exams, you had to move out of your apartment 
you graduated and i don't have a job and you don't for yeah in another space yeah and so um i moved back down and that's when we had sort of started our long distance relationship um and like I, th- I think i spent like three months working um they're not really not working um just being like a sad post-grad person looking long- for a job yeah trying um, to take our commissions for a little bit yeah, it was so desperate um and then i think three months in i found a job um in san diego and so i moved down to chula vista to live with my sister um and then I worked essentially as a temp at UCSD for a while. Um, and then I think for like about a year uh, working there and then eventually, and, and just trying to make the long distance thing work, we used to do date nights on Thursdays. And then it moved to Fridays. Yeah. And then it moved back to Thursdays. Back to Thursdays. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, and I remember like it just being really, really, really difficult, especially in that first like year or so oh yeah i'm i'm really glad we're just both patient with each other and willing to hear each other out even at uh, like even when there was distance so like naturally i knew we would make great roommates so that's why i started pushing for like hey maybe look for a job here they always need uh people with economic arts (laughs) degrees So, okay, first off, I don't have an art degree. I, I just kind of drew for a while in, in high school. But, um, and secondly, I it's a running joke. There, it's a, kind of like this inside joke that Finney has no idea what economics is um, I as don't, a major. I hate math, and I hate capitalism. Finney. And I think that's what the economics is, so okay, okay. I hate it. Okay, let me try and explain. <laughs> economics is a soft science in which you study like the movement of money and um and scarcity and so it's it's really just applied math at least that's really what my takeaway was um as as somebody who took a lot of undergraduate courses for it and so a lot of the skills are not in business but really in statistics so Anyways, but this all to say that um, you had an unfounded faith in my <laughs> in my job proficiencies um, out of school, and and so I we tried. I moved up to San Jose um, and ended up taking just a like a job at a window t- tinting. Mister Tint. Mister Tint. You're oh welcome for this plug, Mister Tint. Mister Tint. Yeah, get your full car tint house tint business tint um limo tint and just i did the books for them for a while you did um, a lot for them you also worked the front desk yeah, as cashier desk, cashier you cut salesperson. some vinyl sometimes i got com- yeah i cut vinyl i used a cnc cutter which i think was crazy um i would get big razor boy. blades and yeah. peel off vinyl off of like the cars um, I would take phone calls for them. All for um, under $15 an hour. Yeah, for like a, which, which like it, it was really depressing because like the only reason why I didn't just like decide to work at like Target for the same amount of money was because um, I was so afraid of the optics of it, even though I knew that I would be paid more at like literally like working at McDonald's. Um, that I, it was so frustrating because it was a mom and pop shop. I get what you're saying. I know the feeling because I've worked with a mom and pop shop and it's just like, I know I should be asking for more money, but at the same time, I know it's going to hurt their pockets and their retirement. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, and, and I wish there was like a, a better workaround in terms of like being in a small business. But I was so frustrated because I knew, um, <sighs> it's unfair. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was just very difficult to hear like a lot of feedback from, from like the manager at the time, um, sort of knowing that, that I was really pinching my pennies. Um, but, but again, I was just so afraid and, um, not 
and and still to some extent not very confident in my in my job at my my in 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 like my resume and and in my in myself to really uh go for something that was better and, and put myself in a better place and right and then are just like it just seemed like our lives were just so out of balance too because we were living basically in a room together like a small studio yeah. that just so happened to have a bathroom that with a door that closed yeah yeah yeah. We, we there was just yeah it, and it was it was really hard um yeah because we we lived we were living in san jose and if you if our listeners don't know um san jose california is in the bay area which is notorious at this point for it's high rent crazy insane high rent yep and it was the only place that we could afford and it was only available because it was um it was like partially subsidized by your parents right. who owned the property we basically just had to pay amenities yeah and it and even then it, it was i just couldn't really see an owl and it was it was really hard and and you loved me so much but it was it was difficult to um I remember like locking myself in the bathroom at one point. Right. Um, just because I wanted like space because cause there wasn't any space. And no, there wasn't. The, the game room that was right next to the kitchen and the kitchen was right next to the bed. <laughs> you know, I don't think people are imagining. I don't I don't know how else to describe it. It's a room. There was a bed that. So imagine a door. You walk into that door. There's a bathroom to your left. You know what's on your right? The fridge. that was right you walk you take two three steps you know what's on your left the bed what's (laughs) on the right the sewing machine yeah you take two more steps there's the kitchen how did we fit sharon i don't know i honestly don't know how we lived there i don't know how our relationship lasted (laughs) through the freaking studio but i love you and love you I too. love where we are at now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this <laughs> this all happened. It it was it was very stressful. And then my sister had a, a sudden um, medical emergency that required me to be back in San Diego um, to live with her because nobody else was living with her at the time. Um, but it but it was really unfortunate because it 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 kind of made our move not work out. Um, and it was really disappointing and kind of embarrassing because, like, all of our friends gave us, like, such, uh, all of our friends and family were, were sort of vested in, um, in us, like, being together. And, uh, and then for, for us to, like, move apart again, um. Good job. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it was just. It, it we was, did all right. Yeah. See, we made it last, it was, it was a almost a year i think we almost made it a year it was right. it was eight months and then your sister had gotten um sick yeah she had um she ended we up don't need to, to go get it yeah, yeah yeah we don't need to go hippo, into hippo, I, don't, I don't have a signed disclosure so i can't yeah say, uh, let's not get into it but let's just cut it at it was there were complications with things and she needed help yeah yeah, yeah. so and naturally i was just like well shit i'll help you move (laughs) yeah even though it was it was it was really um it was really sad at the moment um but now here we are here then that led to the three-year gap of me basically saying oh yeah i'll move in oh yeah i'll move in (laughs) um so i worked for the parks department for five years where they paid me nine twenty five, promising to eventually get to fifteen dollars in the next ten years so i was like i need a new job and and that job is the sole reason i believe like because it was it was long hours mm. it was hot days mm. i was a ditch digger and, yeah, a, and you, a toilet scrubber you did an absurd amount of work like um the amount like, cause, cause, like, on one some days you would be like in a tree, tr- like cutting down branches that yeah. were loose, <laughs> and then on the next day you'd be in the lake, and then you'd be like, in the lake. Yeah, you'd be in the lake, like, um, trying to like get rid of all the waste that the swans or the go- the geese, the geese were the trying, geese and were- not only the geese, but then the algae that the Canadian geese brought. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, then that was wonderful. No, like, in, like it's it's crazy though because I thought I, w- I just thought that you were so impressive because like not only did you like know about certain sp- subspecies of like fish that were invasive, you also knew how to like you. There were days where like you just smelled like pine, and it wasn't because you put like a pine right seawood yeah it's not like you like had like a fragrance like you literally smelled like what men wanted i was deep in pine (laughs) you're you're right yeah and then but then you'd also like like clean like restrooms and then you'd also um and then you'd also like talk with homeless people and like who were oh my god living in the park i think that's where i started truly believing that i was an empath because people would flock to me just for life advice and i'm like you see i'm 18 (laughs) and i barely learned how life worked maybe a few months ago but you see you just got to get back on your horse and when you fall off you get right back on it (laughs) yeah yeah and so i um yeah no like and and it's like Everyone, I guess, is the protagonist in their own story, and everyone is having their life crisis in a park, just thinking about life, and then you're there in the background chainsawing trees and also kicking geese. Kicking geese, and then when I take a break, talking to homeless people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember this one time, there was a homeless child, and he was like, I'm running away from home, I hate school. And I was like, I hate school too, but I had to go through it, so... If you just like maybe hold out a few more months, it might get better. Yeah. And then he stopped being a homeless kid. Oh, oh. He, he got back home. Yeah, that nice park man sent him straight. <laughs> <laughs> but with kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you were at that job for a while, and I remember it. It um, it actually UCSD sort of has the same thing too, where um. If you're paid as a part-time person and you're, like, in a particular classification of employment, um, you can only work so many hours before they have to rehire you. Yep. And so what ended up happening was is that you didn't realize that you were hitting your limit. I had no clue. It it blindsided me. Yeah. And, like, you had to, like, wait, like, a couple of months. And so, like, you just were out of a job suddenly. Um, Just like I am now. Crazy how... The turntables have turned. <laughs> yeah, it. Um, I am always like, it's it's kind of insane. Um, HR policies and how, like, they could just mistreat their employees. Yeah, I know. Well, it, it's not even <laughs> mistreatment though. It's just like weird practices that don't make sense. And, and when they explains. tell you, "Hey, can you just change that to make it better for everybody?" They just tell you, "No, well, that's just how it is." Because like that's like that's just how it is. That well, it's. That's just how it is. It's written in like the contracts. There's like union disputes. There's like it's it's but it but at the same time like yeah you're right it it is what it is. Oh no my my job didn't have a union. They didn't allow it. We tried. I tried. They're like nope. Okay, well that's just how it is for the University of California San Diego. There's uh, unions. Oh no no. And then when I quit, things started to finally get better, and I was like ah. I could have just stayed, and I might have been paid better. No, but it's the they would have bumped my pay to fifteen dollars an hour, and then I would have started making like actual raises, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. But I would still be under that. You have to stay under a certain uh, hour um, if you want to work all year. So I can't work forty hours a week. Thus, I wouldn't be able to make rent, and thus Sharon would have to cover it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's like a weird. It's it, it like. That job was like a weird trap, and it it wasn't really clear um, what to do besides get a new job. Right, and then I time. eventually did. It yeah. took uh, it took I took on some commissions. I'm still working on them. I feel terrible, but my parts guy, I'm fi- I'm just doing the final details on this previous. Law. It's done now. I'm just putting in a light bar. I need to paint some gauntlets, and I'm shipping that baby up. Oh, but I forgot. Sorry, people's <laughs> ears. The helmet got melty traveling from San Jose to Chula Vista. But I know how to fix it. I just yeah. got to run it under a hot tap. But you, you also probably should make sure that it's um, that when you send it out, that it it doesn't get warped again. 
but but there are ways to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> you know how to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, do you want to talk about that transition from me moving the first time? Because really, that just was like that was the golden like renaissance in my life where I was like, <laughs> I just get to be gay here. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well. I don't know what it is about my house. I love my family. I just feel like sometimes my personality is too gay. And my family doesn't get it 100%. My sister's starting to. My brother's getting there. And my parents are just old school. Yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, I think it's really complicated, especially as like somebody who is not like like as as somebody who uh, do you identify like as like bisexual or pansexual i'm pan romantic i yeah. think i think i've laid down that like i love everybody like yeah. it doesn't need to be like sexual but i i love everybody right and i think i think part of it is is that like it's hard for them to imagine your sexuality outside of like a binary of like gay or straight right and seeing our relationship and knowing how serious it is um right. and me um and like me being like a biological woman um that um it it could that they could sort of be willfully um, wanting things to seeing things in a certain way or thinking that. that right. I mean, that's what a lot of people are just stuck. That gender is binary and I'm just. And, and sexuality. Sexuality is binary. You are 100% correct. Um, I'm just like, nope, nope. I but might bite. I might want to be a woman tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, but also like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's um i think it's also just that like um your dad bless him it, he has like a really masculine space like right he, the things that he likes are sports and his motorcycle and his dogs <laughs> and and i think and um and i think that like part of it is too is that like when you come here down to san diego it's not so much that i think it's um that the people are different and the, the people don't love you um i think they that at your house and at our house, the the love is there, and it's very self evident. Right, and that's saying I, but no, 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 no. So but what I'm saying is, is that like there, it's sports, it's motorcycles and dogs. Here, right, it's RuPaul, <laughs> RuPaul, yes, queen, and RuPaul, RuPaul celebrity, RuPaul uh, Canada's Drag Race, RuPaul Vegas, yeah, RuPaul Vegas. Oh. RuPaul. Congratulations to Priyanka. Yes. Yeah. Please. Say her name. Oh, we love you, Pri. Um, yeah. Oh, also, spoiler, sorry for anybody who somehow is still behind on Canada's drag race. I know that that we're we were already like two weeks behind. We no, we were five weeks behind. Ooh. Like in the middle. I remember of that now. Life. I remember you spoiling it for me and I was just like, Oh, she's gorgeous. I can't <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm so surprised I was able to hide it from Unjung for so long. I know. I almost spoiled it on the last episode because I thought you did tell her. Right. So like I was just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um but yeah, but I think that it's it and I and I think that honestly it if you just continue to be honest with yourself and and not reactively try to hide parts of your personality, I, it's not. Um, I think a part, of some of it, is in your head. Oh, it's a one hundred percent in my head, and I just like it. I just have to keep telling myself that, like, I'm I'm always allowed to be me. Yeah. But at the same time, who am I? Can I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I feel that, and I understand that. Um, and, and you know, I understand that more, especially with like my family, because I think, um, like, yeah, I, I think there's just a, a reaction, or it, it seems instinctual to try and hide parts of yourself that you feel like aren't going to get accepted because you don't want to be vulnerable. But I think vulnerability is the only way that you can, um, 
that you could really uh, connect with people. And oh, 100%. And I think that's why I've, like, been pushing both of us to, like, get back into the recording. Because, like, this is where I feel most myself. This is where I feel, like... This is where you feel vulnerable. This is where I feel vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> just for the public to just randomly listen in on our... Uh, on, on our tangents and you know, our deepest, darkest fears. I don't like Sam. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. Um, well, we're at 55 minutes. You want to do a, like, lightning question round? <laughs> With that, uh, okay. I don't know. Uh, Penny, what is it like trying to find space for costumes in this tiny, tiny apartment? It's absolutely terrible. I, in order to like get this like recording studio quote unquote thing that I've put together, like I just had to stuff our closets with everything. Um, half of our rooms in shambles. Still, we're waiting on like the ability to go to IKEA. I'm thinking I'm just gonna go by myself, bring a rec- like a ruler. And be like, <laughs> yep, a Star Wars helmet will fit on this shelf. We need it. Buy that right now. And then you just run down the labyrinthine uh, Ikea. Yeah, no, we we tried going to Ikea. It was so bad. Oh, my gosh. Half the people weren't wearing masks. It was like yeah, 90 degrees that day. It was like Disneyland. Like, there were, like, lines all the way, like, through the parking lot um, and weaving um they, I, I'm certain they seen us. They're like, oh, they're also gonna get in line, aren't they? Yeah, because <laughs> I saw somebody. They just look so depressed to be out there. I'm like, it was like nine o'clock on a Saturday. The heat was already like there, and like I, people were sweating, and we had just gotten like uh, Jamba Juice, and we were gonna like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, we were gonna brave it, but then we're like, oh, this line just doesn't stop. And nobody yeah. was social distancing, so we're like, nope. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty frightening. Um, yeah, so there's that. So that's an ongoing problem. Yep. Um, Too many helmets. Help me if you're out there and you need either a Death Watch helmet or a Stormtrooper helmet. Let me know. Stormtrooper. Sorry, Clone, Clone Trooper. Trooper helmet. It's a Phase Three. I have an no, extra phase one. Phase Two. Phase Two. From Episode Three. Right, sorry. Get your number straight. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Um, Anyways, if you need a helmet, please let me know. I have a bunch of them. Also, our 3D printers are back up and running. Uh, yeah. So, docking bay 3.5s. Yeah, see what we're printing. Prop shop. Right back open. We're print- it's, it's actually very exciting. We print a watering can. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I printed a whole clone, animated clone helmet. Yeah, that was that was really impressive. It took way too long. No, but it's it, it's pretty good. It needs some work. I'm gonna definitely need to For use a like first prints. Yeah, in like ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was the first print with brand new parts because the thing nearly burnt our house on fire. I keep saying that it didn't actually happen, and it was the negative wire that burnt all the way through. But at the same time, how did that happen? How did the negative wire get hot? Just uh, don't really jump on the anycubic chiron unless you... Yeah, the chiron, unless you want to cut your teeth on taking that thing apart and then putting it back together. Which is, you know... It was fun. Fun? I mean, I I have a a certificate in mechanics and engineering uh, well, on cars, so... So, yeah. It was kind of easy. Yeah. Anyways, those are all the questions that I have about moving. Um, Anyways. So, uh, sort of before we end, um, we wanted to try, again, with this whole new format of just being ourselves and being our own people, um, we wanted to try and have goals every week. Right. (laughs) Do you want to talk about what your goal is for this week? I am going to get a new helmet not only molded in the computer but also printed tomorrow what it's <laughs> pretty extreme i mean I'm, i've been telling this person i'm gonna make this temple guard no problem from scratch so i'm gonna go to the old fusion 360 and make a helmet tomorrow oh well the episode's not gonna come out tomorrow so 
I assume by next episode I'll have it done. Okay, so my goal is just to draw a picture, so, um, yeah. My picture is going to be digital. Okay. Uh, this has been Docking Bay 3.5. Uh, I've been your host, Finny. And co-host Sharon. I have spoken. Copy that. Locked in for 3.5. Thank you for listening to Docking Bay 3.5. If you'd like to see more of us, you can support us on Ko-Fi, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Facebook at Docking Bay 3.5. If you'd like to buy any of our merch, visit T-Man, T-E-E-M-A-N, on tpublic.com. Till next time, bye-bye.